this podcast is dedicated to helping you find your trail to a happier, healthier you by discussing topics like self-improvement, business, health and beauty, and random thoughts about life from a Christian perspective. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson. The new year is almost here. I'm excited to announce Hustle & Fate's free 60-day brand new you in 22 challenge. This challenge is going to consist of exercises that will help you create and execute your goals. If this is of interest to you, be sure to sign up at hustleandfaith.com forward slash challenge to download your free guide today. I look forward to taking this journey with you. So I'm really excited about today's episode because we're going to be talking about all things diet and nutrition related with Chris. Chris is a protein scientist from Germany, and he's been on the show before. He is not a doctor. Again, he's a protein scientist who possesses a wealth of information about this topic and based on his experiences and research. And so it's always such a joy to speak with Chris because he's always sharing gems that I find to be extremely helpful in my journey to gain and maintain control of my health. And I'm sure that you will as well. So welcome to the show, Chris. Hi, Tosha. Thank you for having me here. Thank you. So, you know, the holidays are here and I'm sure you've probably heard that song. It's the most wonderful time of the year, but maybe not so much for our waistlines, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So if you have a sweet tooth like me and, you know, you've got all of these amazing sweets in front of you, you've got all this amazing good food that may not be the best for you. Um, you're probably trying to figure out what can I do to re- reduce my cravings so I don't overindulge in the wrong things. What have you come across that's helped? First of all, I have to admit that it's very difficult to resist when you see candy. Yes. Um, that's very difficult uh, to not um, taste it. Um, yeah. There are some um, opportunities you can take. For example, it is known that bitter stuff or bitter herbs are supposed to reduce the cravings. That is known, um, that is also used. However, uh, that's a small remedy. You Mm -hmm. can reduce your sugar intake daily. That's the best way you can achieve something and not to stop it. Um, immediately it's not possible because mm-hmm. um, sugar cravings are an addiction and mm-hmm. um, you you are like a yeah addicted to a drug more or less uh, sugar is a drug it is known to has a positive and negative impact on the brain first of all okay it triggers um, happy hormones mm-hmm. uh, you feel great but on the other hand it damages uh, your intestine and makes uh, you addictive to the sugar. To come to get back to your question, so I usually use, for example, dandelion tea. It's bitter or uh, wormwood tea that also works um, for me. Mm-hmm. For my colleagues, I have to say that's too bitter. They don't like, yeah, they don't like that at all because it's (laughs) really very hard to drink it. So even for me, the first time when I uh, tested it, um, it was an awful experience. But if you do that in a slower way, you get used to it, then it's not a big deal. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So... With Okay, so just to be uh, completely transparent, I have started with the dandelion tea. I've been doing that for a little while. Um, I feel like such an adult now, like a big girl, because (laughs) even the dandelion tea, to be honest, it took a while for me to get kind of used to that. So I I couldn't imagine kind of like upgrading to the warm wood. Um, But what other, when you say like the bitter herbs, do you know why the, the bitter herbs are so effective in helping to reduce sugar cravings? I, I, what is it about those? Uh, I don't know the mechanism in detail, but I know that from a documentary, mm-hmm. there was a guy who suffered from gastritis and um, the main issue was candy. Wow. He, he ate 
too much of it and um, he couldn't uh, resist. That was the main issue. He didn't have any weight issues. Mm -hmm. However, but he um, had a lot of stress and he ate a lot of candy in order to compensate the stress because you have your body is um, balanced more or less. And if you are kind of in imbalance, like being stressed out, then mm -hmm. you have to compensate that by, let's say, exercising. Mm -hmm. Then your body produces uh, the happy hormone, serotonin. Mm -hmm. And uh, otherwise you can uh, take candy, it's very quick. The sugar is immediately in your brain and you feel great. That's um, another option, that's the worst option. Mm -hmm. And uh, this guy um, drank, um, I think one more tea over the time, but it was very hard um, to, to, to drink it. Uh, mm -hmm. You can imagine um, it's the op opposite of very sweet. It's it's different. It's painful. It's something. Um, yeah, it's better to start with a low amount of it instead to take tiny steps. And he took that and he was able to get rid of the cravings. You know, that is, that is so amazing to me. So how much of the wormwood tea should one take? Well, you know what? Let me back up. So in the event that you're trying to take tiny steps in, in order to kind of like build yourself up to having um, the ability to even stomach the bitter herbs, right? So like dandelion, wormwood tea. So you don't have to necessarily jump right into wormwood. Yeah. Um, how much can one take in their diet in terms of drinking like a dandelion tea or a wormwood tea is it two or three cups is it one cup like how much how much can someone take in order to see how effective it is very difficult question i think it's, it depends on you uh, mm, what i know okay. that wormwood should be taken with care because if you exceed a certain amount it can be poisonous uh really yeah, don't worry. That's something I have <laughs> survived. That one. <laughs> I have survived that. Uh, I have been drinking that for maybe one year, something like that. Really? Okay. I think I think there's the the limit of one more should be around three grams per day. Mm, it shouldn't okay. be more because uh, it can be you can experience uh, side effects. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, but I drink two to three cups of it and I use uh, maybe 0. 0.9.8 grams per day. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm below the, the threshold. That's totally fine. And I drink it when I feel I have to drink it. So mm -hmm. mostly when I'm stressed out mm -hmm. and usually your body needs energy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, the energy is available in form of sugar and uh, then i drink uh, the tea and then the the craving is vanished so that's so interesting so instead of and, and correct me if i'm wrong but this is what i'm hearing from you so you still have like that sugar craving feel right but that's because you may be feeling stressed out and a lot of us have been conditioned to have sugar to help us um overcome those stressful feelings right so instead of grabbing the sugar, when you feel that way, you grab like the warm wood tea, or in my case, like the, the dandelion tea. So are you saying that you can get like the serotonin, if I'm not mistaken, you can get that effect from these bitter herbs? No, 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 no. Am I okay. I, I don't think so. It's, it's a different mechanism. Mm -hmm. uh, it, I mean, I'm occasionally stressed out all of us, there's times where we are more stressed or yeah. less stressed. And when I feel like, okay, I can, yeah, I'm craving a chocolate piece or something like that, then mm -hmm. I drink a cup of um, dandelion 
or uh, bamboo tea. Uh, but sometimes I don't suppress my um, craving. Ah, it's, okay. it's totally okay to allow yourself um, to occasionally um, indulge. <laughs> indulge, exactly, exactly. It's totally fine. It, it's the dosage, you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's more or yeah, less dosage, how yeah. much you take. Sure. If you eat occasionally candy, chocolate, or what else, that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. But it depends on the, the amount. And if it is uh, emotional connected, that's another thing to be considered. If it's always, I mean, Basically, it's always emotionally connected because uh, our decisions are made unconsciously based on our life experience. 10% of our decisions or 10% of our brain is made up of the conscious part or conscious section and 90% is made up of the unconscious sec section. Mm -hmm. And the unconscious section determines your cravings, uh, your feelings, everything. Your life is saved on the hardware of the unconscious mind. Mm, okay. And uh, there are some mechanisms. They, uh, they are running automatically. You don't uh, think about them. For example, you breathe. Yeah. Right. Sure. As you are doing right now, you don't have to think about it. You are doing that. Your body knows or you move your hands that happens everything automatically or you look around or yeah everything you do conscious if you have to focus on something if you have to write down that's something you do consciously you can select something consciously however most decisions are made um, based on the unconscious mind because um, to give you an, a simple example, somebody wants to quit smoking, but he is, he, yeah, the, the conscious mind says, okay, I have to stop smoking, right? Because it's unhealthy. However, the unconscious mind says, no, no way. And 90% is stronger than 10%. And therefore, most people fail to, smoke, uh, to, to stop uh, smoking. That's the main issue. Mm -hmm. To understand this mechanism, and the same thing occurs when you have cravings it's exactly the same uh mechanism and um you can change habits over the time it, usually it needs three to six weeks until it is implemented in your brain it's better to to take tiny steps instead instead of uh, taking a very big step and you're completely disappointed then it's better to yeah baby to take baby steps Good point. Good point. And you know what, going back to the point that you made regarding the conscious and unconscious mind, how does that play into memory? I'm, I'm kind of curious about that yeah. because sometimes, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't know, as I've grown older, sometimes my short-term memory, I'm like, oh my goodness, I, where did I put this? Like, it's, it's weird. Like lately I feel like I've been, and I don't know if that's because I've got a lot of different, um, got a lot of projects going on right now, but kind of curious, how does nutrition play into our memory as well? Since we were on this path, just curious. Yeah. Nutrition is the major factor in your thinking um, process, of course. Uh, but I have to say that uh, if you are not able to focus on something specific, then you are distracted. You have too many things in your mind. Mm -hmm. That's, regardless of your nutrition of course if you eat healthy stuff then it's much better sure however uh, if you yeah something um is in your mind and you cannot uh, get rid of it and you have to focus on something else at the same time or you have different things then of course you can forget something very easily that's not something special because mm -hmm. you you have to know that everything you experience in your life, even you're not able to remember that, everything is saved in your brain, in your sub, uh, in your, yeah, in your brain. Mm -hmm. And you have the ability, not if you are awake, only in a specific condition, in a hypnotic condition, 
where you are completely relaxed, you can recall memories. You are usually not able to recall them when you are awake. So everything what is say uh, what you have experienced in life and you cannot remember, even if you, you can go back uh, in your life where you was two years old, something like that. Everything is saved. You can remember everything. You can recall any memories possible. And these memories um, determine your life. That means you have a certain behavior and you don't know why. And they are kind of anchor. For example, if you turn off the light or you push the button and the light uh, turns off, then your brain knows, okay, I have to go to sleep, for example, yeah, right? This kind of anchor. And uh, that is something it determines uh, our lives. Hmm. Okay, interesting. And you know, are there, do you have any like recommendations or have you done any practices that help you um, in terms of kind of making sure that you, you keep that balance, if you will, like some sort of meditation or um, just to make sure that you are keeping your stress level down. Because again, this is the time of the year, especially yeah. when <laughs> some folks may not want to be around certain family members, right? Um, yeah. You know, it's just that time of the year where it's supposed to be a time where you're supposed to kick back and relax. But oftentimes many of us may find ourselves in situations where it creates more stress rather than, you know, that feeling of relaxation. So what exercises have you done that you found to be helpful? Yeah, uh, the best case, in the best case, you are preventive. That means um, mm -hmm. you don't allow uh, the external um, um, signals to approach you, uh, mm -hmm. stress, for example. It's... Um, you can, what I, I'm doing is I, I, oh, I already told you about that. I'm tapping. That's oh, yeah, has helped me. Yeah. That has helped me a lot uh, because um, it's very effective and it works immediately. Mm -hmm. It's something you tap on different acupuncture points while, while you're in touch with the issue. And um Besides that, I'm meditating or I try to meditate to mm -hmm. come down daily. That's mm -hmm. something. And I do sports. Yeah, I do sports too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are great stress relievers. I was just curious if you did anything. Um, I remember you talking about the tapping technique. So I was just curious anything outside of that too. So um, another thing I was thinking about, and I wanted to bring this up because it was such an interesting conversation that we had regarding um, veganism. So people automatically assume, oh, you know, the vegan diet is the best diet. And, um, and I'm not trying to like downplay it or, you know, um, be negative towards it in any way, shape or form, because if that's what you want to do, so be it. But I remember you mentioning a couple characteristics that people need to keep in mind in the event that they think that that is a superior diet. So um, can, do you remember some of those points, Chris, that we discussed? Yeah. Uh, if you are want to get vegan, you have to be an expert in nutrition. You have to know much more than everybody or anyone. So that's something because you have to pay attention um, what you eat. For example, vitamin B12 is... I think only provided in dairy or in meat. So if you are mm -hmm. vegan, you have to supplement that, for example. Mm -hmm. um, I can give you an, an example from a documentary. There was a guy who uh, suffered from a that um, was a virus, herpes virus, right? Mm. Herpes virus on the lip. And it turned out it was based on a nutrition deficiency, she was lacking a specific amino acid. And that, that amino acid is mostly found in dairy. But she was vegan. And then she had to replace um, or to change her diet. 
So she had to eat dairy as well in order to get rid of this herpes virus on the lip. Is that herpe herpes? Is that what you're referring to? Yes, herpes. Oh, herpes. Okay. Okay. All right. So she needed to have dairy in her diet, which again, most, you know, in the vegan diet is not, uh, <laughs> not really accepted, right? <laughs> in her case, in her yeah. case, uh, it was, she had a deficiency in a specific amino acid. I don't know mm -hmm. which one it was, but, and she had to uh, eat dairy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, what I want to also say that it's not, it's more, more or less religion, what is better vegan or mm -hmm. if you eat everything, in my opinion, or what I, what I know is if you eat from everything and you, oh, you don't overdo that, you can eat turkey or chicken mm -hmm. or dairy. So you will cover the vitamin B12. Uh, however, uh, another issue is that vegans usually don't eat and they have most of them are supposed to have uh, omega-3 fatty acid deficiency. Oh, yeah, with the fish. fish. Yeah. And they're supposed to have more strokes uh, in comparison to people um, that, uh, who don't eat have that everything. Yeah. yeah who don't have that diet. That that's interesting. The more strokes thing was interesting to me. So they, they found out, I remember you were sharing this with me. So they found out that the folks who have a vegan diet, have an, a higher increase in strokes. What was the, but wasn't there like another thing that they were, there was an increase in their diet. I can't remember. Oh, was it just the strokes? You shared something else with me that compared to some, like cholesterol or something? I don't know. Uh, ah, that's driving me crazy. I can't remember. Okay, no worries. But but that's I, interesting. I, the higher mm -hmm. strokes. You would never think that with that type of diet because um, it's always been... Um, uh, I mean, um, vegan mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean healthy. Exactly. That's what I meant to say. That's what I was trying to figure even, out. <laughs> even, even vegan food can be processed and unhealthy at the same time. It's um, mm. maybe it's not clear. Uh, you should eat mostly vegan stuff, of course, but you mm. should also include dairy and meat. I think you should, from my perspective, it's well, how I handle my nutrition is I eat everything. Yeah, me too. Fish, <laughs> uh, I eat fish once a week or twice a week mm -hmm. and meat maybe once a week red meat red meat mm, chicken or... mostly oh. chicken okay you know, what what are your thoughts regarding chicken because because i hear okay so obviously compared to red meat you know chicken would be chicken or turkey would be like the better options but i read somewhere that like chicken some people are on the fence about how how great chicken is what are your thoughts regarding that just curious as long as it is organic mm -hmm. then it's okay if they are treated with antibiotics for example then mm -hmm. it's not okay because the antibiotics uh, will have a negative impact on your intestine and the bacteria um, there is seed there. That's something. It's very difficult. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, and, and I do eat chicken. I mean, I love chicken. So, um, but I do try to have it in moderation because I don't know how true this is. I was reading something. Um, I think it was me reading it or it was a documentary of some sort. How the chicken is killed also plays a role into how um, healthy like the, it is for you to have that chicken because apparently before it's killed, if it's under stress, it mm -hmm. releases some sort of hormone 
that is not good for us. Does that make sense? I can't, I don't know the name of the hormone, but if it's under stress, but well, before it is killed, it releases a hormone that is, um, that could be harmful towards us. I can't, oh, the name is slipping my. Cortisol? That might be it. Yeah, that might be it. I have to look it up. I'll put it in the show notes if I figure out what the name of it is, but I think that might be it, Chris. What What are your thoughts regarding that? Or is it just, again, you just have to make sure that you, what whatever you eat is in moderation? Basically, what you eat should be in moderation. You're right. Mm-hmm. This question is very difficult to answer because um, when they produce a lot of hormones, stress hormones, of course, we will mm-hmm. also eat them. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, I don't know what the impact is yeah. this, from these hormones on our yeah. body. I don't know. That's so many unknowns when you're trying to be healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the you problem know? is you cannot i'm sorry for oh no go, go ahead. ahead okay go ahead chris go ahead. uh you cannot exclude everything um you have to trust somehow um if it's organic you have the choice what you want to eat and but on the other hand, you don't know it, how it was really treated. You don't know that yeah. you wasn't there. Yeah. That's a problem. And if you want to be on the safe side, then you have to kill the chicken by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Like, regardless of how, how badly you want to, like, get it right, if you will. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that ain't happening for me. I don't know about you, but... Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, another thing I was thinking about, I was watching this documentary on um, Netflix. I can't remember if I was talking to you about this or someone else, but what are your thoughts regarding, okay, so it was talking about how um, meat, like the consumption of meat on earth is just getting to the point where it's not sustainable, if you will, because a lot of a lot more people are eating meat and all this other stuff, right? And it was talking about how all of these different companies are working to create different um, types of meat in a laboratory. So, have you heard of like the Impossible Burger? And there's some other um, types of meat substitutes. What are your thoughts on that? That just seems so weird and sci-fi to me. Um, I don't know. It seems odd. <laughs> yeah, I have heard about that. I saw a documentary. Um, they want to create artificially meat. Um, yes, I wonder if, we, if it was the same one. Was it on Netflix? Uh, no. Okay. It was like a whole thing. Uh, okay. on, 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 I, I don't know where it was, but I was impressed by the fact that it is possible but uh you have to produce large amounts of that stuff uh, to cover mm. um yeah the demand uh, that's very difficult i mean we are producing a lot of meat uh, in order to kill the animals and to eat them mm-hmm. it's not sustainable of course um if we ate less the uh, the the environment or the mm-hmm. pollution would be less of course sure let's let's uh pretend we ate one fourth of um the original amount that will reduce um the methane uh release significantly mm-hmm. that contributes to um increasing the temperature on earth oh yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. it just seems like i don't know i guess i'm just thinking from the standpoint of when you're starting to mess with or like create stuff artificially like what else is going into it you know because yeah where I think you know the vitamins, it's just to me, it just seems so weird. At least the documentary that I was watching, I cannot remember, it's on Netflix, but it was talking about how all these um, companies are kind of like racing 
to try and figure out ways to give people that desire to, you know, fulfill that neat desire, but at the same time, um, not have as much impact on the environment. And it just, I get it. But at the same time, I'm concerned with, okay, so what all are you putting in that? What are like the side effects? What's, you know, where is it really? Am I able to get the vitamins that I need? Like the B12, um, you know, iron, all that stuff. Like, how does it do that? You know? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, vitamin B12, you can supplement that. Um, oh, yeah. That's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. But the other things, you're right. Yeah. You know? It's uh, not only the taste, it's more, more than that. It's about having, um, yeah, very good, um, I wanted to say, equipped meat um, with nutrition. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's very difficult. Yeah. But it, it looks like there's a market out there. Um, there are people that are interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They make money with it. Yeah, I kind of wonder. Uh, I've never tried one of those. Have you have? Do you guys have those over in Germany? Like the Impossible Burger. Burger. Do you guys have that? The Impossible no. Burger. Nope. Uh, maybe yeah, but I don't know. Mm, okay. I was just curious. I heard that that was supposed to be good, um, but I, I've I've just never tried it because one, I try not to eat like a ton of meat anyway. Um, but if I'm going to eat it, I'm going to have the real thing. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Like, give me the real thing. Um, it, it's just, yeah, for me. Yeah, the problem, I, I, I know people, they eat uh, for breakfast meat, lunch, and then dinner oh, as well. And All in, a, in extent, oh. yeah, in an extent that's oh, unbelievable, oh. up to, I will have to um, maybe oh. two pounds of meat a day. Oh, okay. So their heart must be like working overtime because that's a lot of cholesterol, I would think. That's not healthy. I think if you ever do everything, although I have to say you can eat vegetables as much as you want, there is no side effect as far as I know. Yeah. Okay, fruits, you they are also very healthy. Mm -hmm. However, they contain fructose. If you uh, make juice out of them then it's also unhealthy wait a minute because... wait making juice out of fruit yeah is because... unhealthy yeah the problem is that hmm. um when you um, imagine how many apples you can eat at a time i i mean i normally have like one. one. I mean, I don't have one. multiple in one day. <laughs> like, oh, I, I mean, at a time. I mean, one. Yeah. Okay. But if you drink a big glass of apple juice, for mm-hmm. example, they contain maybe five apples. So usually, it's not possible to eat that amount of apples at a time, but you drink them. And the problem is when it's in a liquid form, the sugar, the fructose, um, that is immediately metabolized, that means your blood sugar level Mm -hmm. increases very quick and um, you crave. After after the, the insulin spike drops, then you want more sugar that's a problem but if you eat the apple as a whole thing it's differently the fructose is differently released into your body into your cells it's an other mechanism but if you have that in a liquid form then it's immediately available the sugar and it's like eating candy it's more or less the same unhealthy stuff what i did not know that wait a minute so if i because i enjoy my fruit smoothies so if i had like apple banana mango smoothie right and i am just using the actual fruit itself i'm not adding any additional sugar you're you're saying that's still bad so 
wow, I did not know that. I thought that was, um, I just never would have thought that that was a negative because you're using all natural fruit and I'm not adding any sugar to it. So is there a difference between, or is there no difference between good sugar and like bad sugar? Cause you know how there's different types of um, sugar. I would think from the fruit itself and even in a puree form that it's fine. If, if we consider fructose, mm -hmm. it's one of the, yeah, it's not the favorite sugar for the body because if you take it in excess, then you can get a fat liver. Hmm. Uh, and even with, in that fructose that we're talking about, that is in just- In apples. In apples. Wow. Okay. That is fascinating. If you, uh, uh, as we, as I just mentioned, if you drink apples as a juice form, then yes. But if you eat them, it's different. So how is it different? That is so strange to me. Is it the amount? Is it still like it, when, yeah. you, when you make it a liquid, does that increase the amount of, of fructose because you're using more apples to, to, to make that liquid? Is that what it is? Because, or, I'm, wow, I just. That, that, I think there are two things. The amount you consume more apples mm -hmm. at, a, at a time, and mm -hmm. then you have the fructose immediately available. So it increases immediately your blood sugar level. That's a problem. If you eat an apple, it also increases your blood sugar blood sh sugar level but mm -hmm. it's different not that in that extent it's different before many people think that if you take fruits different fruits and blend them yeah and drink it it's very healthy it's healthy of of course but the main issue is that um you um drink too much of fructose at a time it's concentrated, that's a problem. And the mechanism, it's immediately processed. It's like um, long chain carbohydrates and sugar. If you have long chain carbohydrates, they have to be um, broken down in smaller pieces, but it takes time. So, but if you take a small piece of sugar, mm -hmm then it's immediately processed by your body I see what or metabolized. Oh my goodness. If you have something that's longer, longer, I mean, carbohydrates, if you uh, see them, they are composed of single sugar molecules, but they have to, broken, uh, but they have to be broken down mm -hmm. into smaller pieces to be processed by your body. And that takes time and therefore your blood sugar level doesn't increase in that so quick. Interesting. So all these, you know, there, there's some diets that call for like having a fruit smoothie or something <laughs> for breakfast that could actually that's, be that's messing you up. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. If okay. you believe uh, you do something good for you, for, for your body, that's unfortunately not true. Wow. If you drink. Okay. Yeah. That's so I disappointing didn't... and depressing, Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the good thing is, Tasha, the good thing is today you can Google everything. Yeah, today. that's true. Makes yeah, if you want to, to know more about that or about Wormwood, you can Google that. Mm -hmm. All informations are available. Yeah. Yeah, that's something... Um, and it counts also if you, um, we are, we should take, I think, 25 grams of sugar per day. That's a limit. They, is there a specific you, type of sugar though, Chris? Is I, it a specific type of sugar that we should be consuming? No. Oh, okay. General right. sugar. I think right. uh, that's a recommendation of the WHO. Okay. I think. Okay. And uh, in Germany, I can say most people take up to 100 grams per day. 
probably uh, and <laughs> the hidden sugar that's the main issue not mm -hmm. the obvious sugar you have um in front of you that's sure. visible sure. um and of course if you eat too much uh, grapes for example yeah what if Are you, you overdo that like no 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 no, 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 <laughs> for no, me no. <laughs> If, if you overdo that, I mean, okay. if you eat one or two kilograms or gotcha, gotcha, a lot gotcha. of stuff okay. and nothing else, then you can gain weight. Yeah. Wow. But don't worry. So um, what I know or what I, I um, in a documentary, it was shown that the intake of fruits containing fructose should be moderate. Mm -hmm. You should uh, eat uh, fruits, but the focus should be more on vegetables. Okay. Okay. So what about those vegetable smoothies? Are those, I mean, that should be okay then, I would assume. I, I think they're okay. Okay. And the reason I I'm mean, asking is because like, there's a... A smoothie that I have sometimes it's I'm, I don't know I go to this one place and they call it like the green monster smoothie so it's got mm -hmm. spinach um what else is in it spinach kale um celery there is an apple in there because it gives it kind of like a, to me it makes it a little bit more palatable to have um I think that's pretty much it so it's like all of the green vegetables and then like one apple I think if uh, the fruit uh, part is uh, small, then it should be okay. Okay, so okay. Uh, I mean, we're talking about uh, fruit uh, mm -hmm. juices in, in concentrated form, that's not okay. But if you include vegetables and then you also use an apple or half of yeah. an apple, yeah. then it's fine, I think. Yeah, to get um, okay. a taste to have a kind of yeah. sweetness that, that's okay i mm -hmm. think but if you only take fruits then it can get to an I issue just did not know that because i um as kind of a dessert sometimes like in yeah. order to have not have chocolate or whatnot i'll have a fruit smoothie instead so i'll have like apples i'll put in an apple a mango or banana i'll just put in a variety of different fruits and it does it gives me like that sugary taste that I was craving, but I don't feel as bad, right? <laughs> because I feel like I'm being healthy. Um, but that's not good. I, and I did not realize that that wasn't good. I didn't realize that I'm kind of like I'm myself in the yeah. that way. <laughs> if, if you do that occasionally, I think that's not a big issue. If you do that on daily basis and you have kind of um, physical or health issues then you have to rethink about mm -hmm. uh, that um but uh if i would you, do it like once or twice a week so yeah i think it depends on you you drink that in between meals no i was using that as the meal so like for example as um, a meal yeah so i would have that sometimes like for breakfast i'm not a big breakfast person and i I don't know. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you shouldn't skip breakfast. But a lot of times I'm not hungry in the morning. And so, and rather than just force myself to eat, um, sometimes if I do get a little hungry, it'll be close to like 1030. And then I don't know how it is over in Germany, but a lot of times most folks over here will go to lunch around 1130 or 12. So yeah. I don't want to, you know, knowing that I'm going to have lunch maybe an hour later, I'll think, okay, let me just, let me just make a smoothie real quick. That'll hold me until like 12 o'clock. And then I could just eat at that time. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you don't crave anything in between. I mean, so after drinking it. No. I, okay. No, I, I really don't. I, I, that's why I was like surprised by what you said. Um, because that's exactly what I needed. Like I had that taste for sugar if you will you know just mm. to, like a little pick me up I, I will get thirsty sometimes but not like 
I don't really crave anything. I'm not going to have anything else after that. No, I, I normally don't, especially if I have it in the morning. Um, there have been times where if I didn't have breakfast and I just, you know, kind of like powered through it and I'm just like, okay, I'll just listen to my stomach growl as I sit through the zoom call again. If I just wait and eat at lunch, you know, I'll have lunch. And then like maybe around like three 30 or four, I may start to get a little whatever. So I'll have one of those fruit smoothies. Then I was kind of using that in lieu of like chocolate. And I figured, oh, this is good. Like once or twice a week, I can have one of these instead. But I didn't realize that whole fructose uh, thing that you just mentioned. But you're saying technically I should have been hungry, hungrier after that, right? Basically, yeah, maybe two hours later, it can be. If you have that for breakfast, then I think you need the energy in the morning. You need some okay. Mm-hmm. There are some people that need the breakfast. There, there are some people that don't eat break or that don't have breakfast. That's me. Uh, I have breakfast. Uh, I try to eat uh, fat, protein rich. What do you but, eat for breakfast? I'm just curious because, you know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you should eat breakfast. But like, what does breakfast look like? What should it actually look like? Because in America, that, that whole... <laughs> Breakfast arranged based on where you're located, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, it's a kind of definition. What is breakfast? Yeah. Uh, there are people that drink beer for breakfast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not the route I'm going. So. No, no, no. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, and some people have these hearty breakfasts. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. If you have that for breakfast, I, I don't need to eat for lunch. I, I'm going to end up skipping a meal. If I had breakfast, then I probably wouldn't have lunch and I'd just wait for dinner because I can't eat that much. Yeah, I, I eat, um, basically I eat um, Greek yogurt that contains 90%, uh, 90, 9% of fats mm, okay. and uh, with uh, different nuts like almonds, and then I also include berries. And mm-hmm. having that as a breakfast, you're full and you don't need any anything until um, lunch. So you are mm-hmm. not hungry uh, during the time. That's very, uh, very powerful um, breakfast because it contains a lot of antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, everything you need. Um, it also contains a natural sugar, um, the, the nuts, for example. Mm-hmm. For me, it works. There are some people, they eat um, spreadable cheese with bread, coffee, different things. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's in an individual thing it's not you cannot generalize that mm-hmm. uh, what is the best for someone it's, yeah. uh, if you want to eat uh, something uh, that contains sugar it should be in the morning in the best case mm. when you have lunch it should be less and in the evening you should you are supposed to avoid carbohydrates or to eat less carbohydrates and to leave out sugar completely wow. in the in the, in the, the evening in the evening I didn't in even the, realize that. that's something what huh. i have heard several times mm-hmm. if it's true for anybody i don't know um mm-hmm. yeah it's i mean you have to um check your physical condition first and your sure. mood and then you can adapt your nutrition on that if you feel great then it's okay and you don't have any issues but um, being thin doesn't necessarily mean you are healthy i have learned that because you can also get a fat liver if you are thin <laughs> i've never <laughs> knew that. i didn't know that like that but that's where the bmi comes into play like 
Yeah. A lot of times we just assume that someone is healthy when they're on the smaller side. And I'll be honest, I, I took a look at my BMI and I'm like, oh, well, that's disappointing <laughs> because I don't look overweight, but according to my BMI, I am. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The BMI is an indicator. Mm-hmm. However, if you have a lot of muscles, the muscles are heavier than fat. And then you are um, not in this range of the BMI, and then you are you count as overweight, but you you are not because you have muscles. For example, um, if the BMI threshold is at twenty five and you have a BMI of twenty eight, mm-hmm. so that's okay. This kind of indicator, okay, you have more weight as we should have but what counts is uh, the fat distribution as well as the muscle content or the muscle percentage mm-hmm. if you have a lot of fat around your belly then it's different to to evaluate uh, than some when somebody has fat around the thighs for example oh so where it's distributed yeah, it depends on where, where it's located. Okay. The worst place is the belly place because um, mm-hmm. it, uh, the fat has its own metabolism and it triggers inflammation. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Even if you are thin uh, mm-hmm. and you are in the right BMI range, even then, um, if you mm-hmm. eat as a slim or thin guy too much sugar you also and you don't exercise and you don't do anything for your body it can probably lead to a fat liver yeah although you see healthy uh, but at the end what counts is um, the condition of the body yeah well, looks can be deceiving. So that, that is yeah. what I just got from that. Um, Chris, I, as always, you are a wealth of information. I, I learned a lot today. Um, I will be uh, trying to reduce those little fruit smoothies <laughs> dramatically <laughs> now. Um, see, see, and again, that goes into what we were talking about. If you think that it's good, you try to do more of it. And, you know, I've been really trying to increase more vegetables and fruits in my diet and yeah, that was a, a little eye-opening experience there, but that's good to know. <laughs> but again, okay. Chris, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to come onto the show. As always, a wealth of information. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Tasha. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy listening to Hustle and Faith and would like to support the show, please consider leaving a review, donating, or making a purchase at Starring You Crew, our fitness apparel shop. Remember, if you're everything to everyone, you risk being no one. You never know who you will inspire. See you in the next episode.